Cable news, noisy, boring, out of touch. That's why Salem News Channel is different. We keep you in the know. Streaming 24-7 for free. Home to the greatest collection of conservative voices like Dennis Prager, Jay Sekulow, Mike Gallagher, and more. Salem News Channel is unfiltered and unapologetic. Watch anytime, on any screen at snc.tv and local now channel 525 welcome to the voice of christian liberty and homeschools.org the radio ministry emanating from our beautiful 12 acre campus and historic 200,000 square foot building in the heart of arlington heights for over 54 years this ministry has continued to build upon the historical riches of god's wisdom and knowledge and the labors of hundreds of faithful servants If you are looking for a God-honoring school, consider Christian Liberty Academy. Students attend our on-campus academy in Arlington Heights, coming from all over Chicagoland. We are minutes from the Metra train line. And parents, if you are desiring to nurture your children in your home with a Christ-centered curriculum, we serve thousands of families throughout the world through our home education program and services. We have pioneered the modern homeschool movement, and we can help you from a single book to a complete curriculum. You are about to hear from the depths and archives of this historically rich and yet culturally relevant institution as we seek to inspire and encourage you in your walk of faith. Get ready to hear your host, speaker, teacher, and author, Audrey Marie Hessler. Welcome, friends. This is Audrey Marie, the voice of Christian Liberty. And I'm here at our campus in Arlington Heights, Illinois, that was started by our founder, Pastor Paul Lindstrom, And he named this school Christian Liberty Academy because he believed in the liberty that Christ paid the price for on the cross, that people would have the liberty, the freedom to live their life as Christians as they felt led by the Lord. And so what we're talking about today is part of a series I've been doing with Ellen Longabaugh. She's a class coordinator of customer service and a curriculum specialist. She's a godly woman. She's an interesting woman who's shared her stories with me about Uh, how she ministers and loves children, and also how she finds homeschooling important. So today we're talking about what are the ways to homeschool. And friends, if you haven't heard this series yet and you're thinking, well, I'm not going to homeschool, well, maybe you'll be surprised and one day you will. I interviewed a woman who felt that at one point the Lord was putting in her heart to homeschool and she thought, well, I, I just can't do that. And then the next thing you know, God put someone in her path who was doing it, and then another person in her path who was doing it. And pretty soon God had got a hold of her to realize, yes, you can do this. And so if you want to look back at our podcast at ChristianLiberty.com, we, can, we talked about some of the people who homeschool, and today we're talking about what are the ways to homeschool. So welcome back again, Ellen. Thank you. Thank you for having me again. Well, you're an expert, and we really appreciate it. You're an expert from your experiences and the knowledge you can share, and so that's a blessing. So uh, when I first had asked you the question, what are the ways to homeschool? Ways to homeschool a child depends on these factors. That was right away what you said to me. What are those factors? There's quite a few factors, and we'll only be able to hit on a few of them today. One of them mainly is the student's or the child's age, because we've had people that will discuss homeschooling with a one-year-old or two-year-old, and it's like, mm, you've got to be able to have some feedback from the child to know whether or not they're learning. One-year-olds, mm, not so much. Right. You know, so 
that's one of the factors. Uh, the child's maturity. Yeah, I don't know if we've talked, but we have students as young as four years old and as old as 10 years old in our kindergarten program. Now, the 10-year-old was actually adopted from another country. Parents want them to learn English, how to read and write and do math and English. Well, you have to start somewhere. You start a kindergarten. Four-year-old, because they were trying to read everything that mom was, you know, putting down. So there's a wide variety of maturity uh, that we have to look at, and then also the parents' commitment to homeschool. How committed are they? Is this, you know, off the cuff that they suddenly decided they're going to homeschool? Have they been praying about it? Have they made a commitment? Because it is a family commitment. It's not just mom and the child. Uh, or are they just kind of like dipping their toe in the water, like you said, or, you know, at a smorgasbord of education and just trying bits and pieces. It's really going to depend on each person, uh, the student's age, their maturity, and, of course, the parent's commitment uh, as to the different or what I would suggest for a homeschooling curriculum or a way to homeschool. So, Ellen, those are such great points. Um, main factors for homeschooling are a child's age, which is an obvious thing. We always consider that in regular schools, too. But the great thing is, in, in a homeschool program, you can consider the child's maturity and how interesting that you have 10-year-olds doing kindergarten. Mm -hmm. And there's no problem in that. If no. that's where they need to be, let's just put them there so they can step by step. You know, it's no different. There are Christians who become to know Christ when they're 70 and they're really a baby. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> and so the Lord says, you know, we're to grow up from wherever we are. So if in that case, like an adopted child or just a child who has special needs absolutely. might need to be. So maturity is a big fact. Parents' commitment is a big factor too. The new parent who's not sure and then the one who's seasoned. All those things. So, But put it together and you'll have your answer, friend. So parents choose a variety of methods of homeschooling. One is called unschool. Ellen, what's the strengths and weaknesses of unschooling? Unschooling can be, can be great because there, there's a group of people who decide that the public school wasn't working, so they're going to do as much the opposite of public school as they possibly can. That's fine to a certain extent. There's a group that says, with the unschooling, don't teach or don't force if the child doesn't want to learn. That's fine with certain aspects, but I personally know someone who was either fifth or sixth grade, and the child could not write, whether print or cursive, write their own name because mom didn't want to push. Well, Children can, can figure that out, and oh. as we know, oh, yes. <laughs> uh, we're all sinners, and laziness can be a big part of it. <clears throat> oh, my, yes. So we have to know, you know, when to push a little bit and when to teach. Uh, unschooling is great because you're not um, held to a specific time. Oh, 40 minutes is up, and we have to move on to the next subject. No, you can homeschool. You can school whatever you want. You know, they're a little more flexible with their field trips, uh, things like that. They try to get in maybe movies and a field trip, possibly to a museum or a zoo, if they're doing science or maybe history. Uh, so it's great. But we also have to be careful. We don't want the child to rule 
the homeschooling. The parent needs to be the one or the teacher uh, that is still going to be in control of homeschooling. Yeah, that's a great point. And on a different show, we talked about who are the teachers, and you use the term parent, but we have mentioned that could be a variety of people who are the teachers, yes. from an older sibling, a grandparent, an aunt, an uncle, or retired teachers or a co-op program. Many opportunities and ways to have people teaching. So, But again, one of the methods is called unschool, and you're saying one of the weaknesses is the reality is that we can't let the child only make the decision, and that's wisdom, that we know that even when we were children, if we made all the decisions, uh-oh. Yes, where would we be if we <laughs> made all we of our own we... decisions? <laughs> so even the Lord Playing with, in the streets. <laughs> uh, yes, and the Lord with his own children knows he, he has to set his boundaries, and that's what he does with us. Right. So then the second method, which is probably what more you'd say we're doing here through the academy, or through class, is called classical school. Classical school, uh, there's a variety of different classical schools. There's some that say that the only thing that you do with your student is read classic literature. Okay. Now, that's wonderful because you can learn a lot from classical literature. You can learn some history. You can learn some sociocultural things. Math's not so much from classical literature, Bible, well, I consider the Bible classical literature, but some people wouldn't. Uh, but, you know, we need to have the Christian worldview in there. We need to have physical education in there, the math. There's other topics that need to be in there besides classical literature. Uh, some others think that, uh, that they don't want to use textbooks. They want to use books uh, strictly written by one or two authors. Textbooks, of course, are a combination of many authors. Many authors. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that can be great, but sometimes it's been, been difficult to find books written by one or two authors on particular subjects. Textbooks come in handy because you do get a variety, and much like our Bibles are are edited by many people, you then have many people with their input. Uh, but great, I mean, classical literature is wonderful. I mean, we do involve classical literature in our high school, uh, introducing junior high students to classical literature you know, in the class program. And I erred in saying that's exactly what our program is. Ours is more the traditional, traditional. than actually that. So, right. However, one of the things you mentioned is that you consider the Bible classical literature. Now, in some uh, universities, they'll teach it strictly as literature. We do believe it is the Word of God, and our, we teach that. However, it is also truly great literature. And I've actually done a show with Pastor Calvin Lindstrom just about that fact of how we can look at many of the stories in, in the writing and the poetry yes. in the Bible as great literature, though it is still the infallible word of God. Absolutely. So, Ellen, another form of homeschooling is called independent homeschooling. Independent uh, homeschoolers are ones that don't want to put be, have a label on them. They want to do whatever they decide to do. So they're going to have a variety of uh, curriculum, which is fine. They just have to remember not to forget something. There's many people that, oh, I forgot to teach grammar. Oh, I forgot to teach this. <laughs> so we have to remember there's a variety of things that need to be taught from the to the young children, uh, even in high school. And we have to remember 
all of those are important. Yeah, we have to be careful that we have the structure and what we really need. And so we've been talking about um, various methods of homeschooling, and we've mentioned unschool, classical school, independent homeschool. And we're about to go to break. When we come back, we're going to talk about traditional homeschool, okay. which is basically our program here. But there are some good points to each of the things we've mentioned. Absolutely. And again, this goes back to the variety God offers people and how, how much variety there is among us as his created people that... So that's the great news about homeschooling can fit a variety of needs. And so we'll be right back to talk with Ellen Long about, a curriculum specialist, about ways to homeschool. And maybe you'll find out something you'll want to know. We'll be right back, friends. Hello, I'm Pastor Calvin Lindstrom. Christian education is expensive. And here at Christian Liberty Academy, we want to find a way to help families get their children out of the public school system. If God has blessed you financially, would you please consider meeting with me and my team and become a supporter of Operation Exodus to help families get their children out of the public school system? I'm looking for help from the Christian business community and other Christians with the heart and resources to help pave the way for Christian families to give their children a quality, Christ-centered education. Here at Christian Liberty, we take no government money and we never will. Our staff work here because they want to make a difference in their students' lives. They don't work here for high pay and the promise of a big pension. We need your help to win the battle for the minds of children. Visit ChristianLiberty.com to participate financially in this exodus or to meet with me, call 847-262-6761. That's 847-262-6761. Welcome back, friends. This is Audra Marie, the voice of Christian Liberty, and I'm here with my special guest, Ellen Longabaugh, and we are talking about ways to homeschool, and we've covered a real important factor in the first half that when you're thinking about the ways to homeschool, it's really important to take into account, obviously, a child's age, but perhaps even more important, how mature are they? And Ellen gave a wonderful example about a boy who was adopted. He was 10 years old, and he was in a kindergarten class through the homeschool program. So homeschooling offers that wonderful freedom that you can really take a look at the individual, this child, who are they, not just age-wise, but who are they in maturity. And, of course, we also talked about, Ellen said, you know, a parent's commitment. What are you up for? What are you ready for? And then there are wonderful people in the homeschool movement, such as Ellen, and she's just one of many. There are many people out there who love homeschooling and who will walk alongside to help you, whether you used our program here or we were talking about methods of homeschooling. You don't use our method. You choose some other. There are people out there who love God, who love people, and want to help other people take this journey of homeschooling. So, Ellen, welcome back again. And we were talking about unschooling, classical schooling, independent schooling. Now you're going to tell us what is traditional homeschooling. Traditional homeschooling is truly learning reading, writing, and arithmetic. When a child can read, the whole world opens up to them. And being traditional, our program teaches phonics. Uh, Phonics is one of the best ways to learn reading because if you learn sight words, you come across a word that might start with the same few letters that you learned on a sight word, but you don't know the rest of the word, and you might just assume that it is that sight word that you learned. So there can be some trouble with that. So phonics, to me, is the way to go. Arithmetic, we were talking 
talked several times that arithmetic is involved in everything. And then, of course, um, writing. And writing means that you're able to read writing and write uh, yourself, whether it's for an application, whether you're entering a contest, whether you're, uh, you know, a resume. All of those are things that are going to be needed down the road for life skills. The class program is very definitely a traditional program, and we offer, like I said, we offer phonics for the, for the young students. We have a book that uh, we sometimes use for the older student that doesn't know phonics. It's called Developing Better Reading. And there's many students who need to develop better reading, and that phonics book can help. We have uh, math. We learn that 2 plus 4 is 6. <laughs> And there is a right and wrong we, answer yes, in mathematics. We believe in that, don't we? There yes, are right we and do. Wrong answers. <clears throat> you know, God made everything, including mathematics, and God made truth. There are right and wrong answers. Yes. And we need to teach that to our children. Now, we have to be careful not to say you're wrong, but, oh, the answer's wrong big difference in yes. the two you know so mom and dad or teacher will you know, listen up look at the work and say oh you know what this was figured wrong let's re you know take a look back and redo it but traditional again is real traditional we have for the older students we have classical literature we want students to know about classical literature and all, most of our books I would say probably almost all of our books mention and talk about God as being the author. Uh, there might be some math books that are not, but we do have a few math books that really give credit to God for everything. One of our geometry books, it's, real, it's fun to read because there's so much that is attributed to God. But you also do learn geometry. Now, don't get me there wrong. There we go, yes. You know, <laughs> you're not just saying it's attributed to God. No, you do learn geometry. So... Traditional in that, you know, way back, people learned to read by reading the Bible. Yes. So when people think that the Bible shouldn't have anything to do with schooling, they're wrong. You know, the Bible is very important and needs to be part of the Christian schooling, needs to be a part of each subject so that we do acknowledge God and what he has made. The first and greatest commandment, thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, I mind. Yes. The, the mind is in there. Didn't the Lord tell us that from his first commandment? Our heart, mind, body, strength, but mind. So this is certainly what we're honoring our God through this curriculum. But So that's the traditional homeschool class program. And, you know, when you look at these programs, unschooling, classical schooling, independent homeschool, and traditional, if a parent were to homeschool, um, they can kind of mix it up a little, too. Oh, absolutely. Because that's the amazing freedom of this. And so then you also said there's kind of different types of programs people do sometimes to homeschool. There are different programs. Many of the publishers will offer programs. Some of them are doing streaming online. Uh, some of them have uh, workbook and textbook-based programs like ours. Uh, whereas class program uses a variety of different publishers, because we say, why reinvent the wheel? 
uh, some of the publishers are only going to use though their own published work and not necessarily acknowledge you know that there's some other things in the works. So there's a lot of different ways to homeschool. There's different programs around. And like you said, you can use a little bit of each. Use some classical, you know, schooling. Use a little bit of the unschool, but make sure that your students have what is going to be required for them. If they go on in schooling, if they go to military, if they just go on in life, we want them to have the life skills. We want them to have a Christian worldview. Amen. And, you know, one of the verses we use here at the academy and through classes, bring up a child in the way that he should go or she. And when they're older, they will not depart. And, friends, if you have children who seem to be departing, but you've brought them up in the faith, keep your prayers going. God hears those prayers for children, and he brings back his prodigals. They're not only your children, they're his too. So, Ellen, we talked previously on another show about various locations for homeschooling, at a kitchen table, a special room in the house, and, of course, you can go other places. And we mentioned this before at a co-op. Could you just do a little review types of co-ops that are out there? Sure. There's uh, co-ops, you know, is a shortened for cooperation, and that's possibly that you know somebody who is really good at teaching grammar and literature and maybe has a flair for music, and you don't. Your abilities might be in math and maybe PE. Well, hey, I'll teach your kid math if you teach my child literature. That's how co-ops started. So there's the small co-ops of people just cooperating with one another and sharing uh, the uh, different they have. the schooling, the resources they mm-hmm. have, the knowledge. Then you have co-ops that will offer all the different courses, different teachers. They might even have hired a teacher for a specific one. So you'll have a variety of students that come for that. And then you can also just homeschool with some of these co-ops for just one class with a specific particular book and materials. So we're talking about ways to homeschool, and this answers the problem of well, a parent may feel, or aunt, uncle, grandma, who's ever doing the homeschooling, may feel like, I can do all these subjects, but when you bring me to math or when you or literature, maybe you find someone else or you get involved with a cooperative learning setting, and, and they're out there. Or maybe yes. you start your own. There you go. <laughs> you start a cooperative. So parents use various methods for teaching the three R's, which is, of course, what we emphasize in life skills. What are some of those methods that you recommend for parents to use? I know you've talked before about grocery shopping, which I thought, (laughs) that is so fun. Take your younger child out to a grocery shop, and we will be teaching some reading. There'll be reading skills. There'll be math skills. They'll be listening, hopefully. Yes, that's an important one. You know, that's an important part. Uh, museum trips, of course. You know, they're going to be reading the plaques. They're going to be learning some history, perhaps. So there's a lot of different ways to be teaching the three R's. Uh, visiting a local business. Uh, you know, obviously you don't just drop in. You talk to someone and see if you can come in and, and uh, view their business and learn from them. Uh, movies, uh, playgrounds, you know, your physical education. You can even be teaching arithmetic and reading. 
You know, I, I find it so exciting, the variety of ways to homeschool. And we've talked on other shows, the variety of people who can homeschool and the unique ways we can meet the needs of children and even adults through homeschooling. And so we're almost out of time again, Ellen. Mm-hmm. And we're, today we mainly talk about ways to homeschool and a variety of methods in our academy class here, I should say, which you can look up at ChristianLibrary.com, uses the, uses the traditional method. But the other methods have their benefits. And so since we're out of time, I think we're going to have to have another show, Ellen, about ways to do PE, <laughs> ways to do art, but it's as large as our imagination. Yes, it is. And that's the gift God has given us, too. So, um, friends, part of the reason to do this show is just to encourage you. If God's put this call in your heart, there are many ways to homeschool. And maybe you can encourage someone else, too. God bless you, folks. We'll be back again. You have just heard from the voice of Christian Liberty and homeschools.org the radio ministry emanating from our beautiful 12-acre campus and historic 200,000-square-foot building in the heart of Arlington Heights. For over 54 years, this ministry has continued to build upon the historical riches of God's wisdom and knowledge and the labors of hundreds of faithful servants. If you are looking for a God-honoring school, consider Christian Liberty Academy. Students preschool through 12th grade attend our on-campus academy in Arlington Heights, coming from a 20-mile radius. We are minutes from the Metra train line. And parents, if you are desiring to nurture your children in your home with a Christ-centered curriculum, we serve thousands of families throughout the world through our home education program and services. We have pioneered the modern homeschool movement, and we can help you from a single book to a complete curriculum. We partner with parents to raise strong, respectful, compassionate, Christ-fearing, outstanding young men and women of character and purpose. Visit ChristianLiberty.com to find out more about Christian Liberty Academy and our excellent academic, athletic, and arts programs, our full-service homeschool program class that includes testing, report cards, transcripts, and more, plus the many books and resources produced by Christian Liberty Press and other excellent publishers. And visit us on Sunday for a morning Bible study and worship service that starts at 10 a.m. Visit ChristianLiberty.com or call 847-385-2012.